Talk about how winning the first title here in Las Vegas sparked something special for women's basketball. I think I learned that Vegas really appreciates winning. And I learned that, um, you know, when you win, they will come. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with Paloma Villacana from Fox 5. Here's your boy Q. And Paloma Villacana will be joining us in a matter of seconds. My man Damon is efforting Paloma as we speak. We'll talk all things LVACs. And boy, there's been some, some turn of events since we were at the the media day on Monday over at the VU Center and uh, studios. That was a lot of fun there. So we'll talk to Paloma coming up in a matter of minutes. You heard her right there talking with Kelsey Plum, talking about what it means to be a winner here in Las Vegas. But before we get to Paloma, we do want to go out to the phone lines, talk to our guy, Raider 27, who's got his own possum story. Raider 27, welcome to the show. Okay, so I'm sitting here this afternoon uh, listening to a football game on the radio. Uh, Las Vegas Aviators, I guess. Or playing football this afternoon. <laughs> anyway, I go to sleep like you're supposed to do at every baseball game when you're listening on the radio, and I wake up to hear Q's having a panel discussion on possums. So, did you know you should never bother a possum because in a month they eat their weight in ticks? They what? They eat their weight in ticks. You know those little bugs? That Ooh, are you serious? No, that's true. Yeah, and they have a, a the mother has a pouch under her stomach, and she carries her babies on her back. And when danger comes or they need to hide, she gets her her tail and and helps them. They just scuttle down and hide in her stomach. Wow! Hey, that's great I, stuff. I, I grew up in Illinois. We had uh, possums everywhere, but I th- they always said, yeah, don't work the possums. Leave the possums alone because they eat their weight in ticks every year. Oh, that's disgusting. That is disgusting, but great stuff. Raider 27 coming in strong with the possum story. I had no idea. I've learned so much today about possums, which is okay. And another fact about possums, Uh-oh. Cam from Australia called back in okay, during Cam. the break. And Whoa, he said, Cam. <laughs> and he said that possums are the only marsupial in North America. So we're getting all the possum facts today, Okay, people. so wait a minute. So because I wasn't real familiar with marsupials, it's not my fault because we don't have any anyway of outside of the possum? Yeah, of course. And I'm like Raider 27. I'm going to leave it alone. I'm going to leave the po- Like, I've never, ever tried to disturb a possum, ever. As you shouldn't. Right. Well, clearly, I didn't know that they ate their weight in ticks. I bet you Kevin didn't know that. Kevin ran around the building looking for whatever Kevin's looking for around the building. But, yeah, I'm learning some things today. Who would have thunk it, right? Who would have thunk that today would have been a, an educational day on possums and what they bring to the table? But thank you so much, Raider27. I definitely appreciate that. How about Sir Whiskey Ray? And AKA Kayla. Q and D, I've seen the sexiest stomach pouch ever. My boo DeMond shows it off when he plays basketball with no shirt on. LOL. That's Kayla from Service Ray. Uh, good stuff. Jim from Yonkers said, when I saw Ice Age, I didn't see a pouch on a possum. Maybe I need to watch the movie again. LOL. No draft lottery. I hope Devontae and Josh are Raiders this time next year. Thanks for the last because the season drives me crazy enough. Thank you. That's Jim from Yonkers. Really good stuff. Really educational day here today on Radio Nation Radio 920 Necessary Roughness. And join us now on the phone lines from Fox 5 Sports is our good friend Paloma Villacana. Paloma, it was great seeing you on Monday at Aces Media Day. Before we get into any kind of Aces conversation, I had to ask, did you know that a possum has a pouch? A possum has a pouch, yes. And they have, like, little critters in there. 
But you know what's the worst thing about possums is they're like little fingers, you know? Like, they got fingers, bro. Like, <laughs> it's not cute. I had no idea cute. that they had a pouch. I'm learning this today. It's not cute, man. No. No, it's not. And then we just found out from Raider 27 that possums eat their weight in ticks. Oh, you know, Q, you know, I just had lunch, Q. <laughs> Sorry, I apologize. Q, Q, you and, <laughs> Q, you and I, we might know the least about possums in all the sports media, I guess. Obviously. Because everybody knows something about possums today. Well, I, lo- I know a lot now, and I know that Paloma just ate, so she don't want to talk about possums, ticks, or none of that good stuff, so we're not going to do that to you anymore. So Paloma, <laughs> Paloma Villicana joins us here on Radio Nation Radio 920 Unnecessary Roughness. I do want to get into some conversation about the Aces, yeah. though. We were at the media day you talked to all the players you were able to talk to coach what were your thoughts just on that the media day how that all shook out (laughs) obviously we've heard more about the aces since then but just that day media day going back to that what was your overall take from it um it was very very positive you know the players were were really excited for the season coming up um i spoke to asia i spoke to kelsey i spoke to jackie young um and everyone's kind of on the same page uh, as the season's about to start that, you know, they're, they're unsatisfied, you know, they're hungry, they're ready to, to run it back. Um, they have more depth uh, on the bench. Uh, they're deeper. Uh, I know Asia has told me that, you know, they're, they're stacked at every position this, this season. And, um, you know, they've added experience, they've added talent to their team. Um, as we know, you know, every time I'm at practice, I, I feel like it's just like an all-star, an all-star practice with, with the amount of talent that's on the court. So, um, you know, before everything was, you know, happening yesterday, I left media day being like, you know, they they all seem really happy. They all are really tight. You know, they're, they're super, super close off the court. Um, and I feel like they have, uh, more depth, more talent. You got Candace out there. You got. Alicia Clark out there. You have Asia Wilson, Kelsey Plum, um, and and you know you got the core of, of last year's team coming back, and then you add you add more veteran pieces. So, um, and I feel like that's that's going to be even more of a, a focus as they start the season with all all this noise around them. Now is that will probably be determined more to, to kick the ass this season. Yeah, no, there's no doubt. And, you, you know, it's funny that you mentioned it, that they're really close. And that's kind of my biggest takeaway from Monday. When I left there at 5 o'clock, it felt like, man, this team with more, you know, more, more talent and different players involved, and it, obviously every team's not the same. It doesn't look the same every year. It just seemed like that they all got really close really quickly. That was, like, my biggest takeaway. Yeah, and I, I still I think, you know, with all of this happening to them, the the – uh, with everything that came down yesterday from the WNBA and the penalties that they're facing. When adversity hits, you know, your family or your workplace or whatever, you know, um, I feel like that's only going to make them stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's unfortunate what, what has happened and what has, you know, transpired in the past couple 24 hours. But, um, you know, man, is that going to fire up Becky Hammond? You know, man, is that going to fire up, you know, Asia Wilson and, and the whole team to come out? Uh, guns blazing this season and they know they have a target on their back but now the target the target's even bigger on their back this season so um you know if there was any motivation to do well and and repeat and go win another title i feel like that motivation is just 
twice as much now. Right. No, it just grew in a major way. Again, Paloma Villacana, Fox 5 Sports, is our guest here on Red Nation Radio 920. Necessary Roughness. DeMond's got one for you. I was at the preseason game this past Saturday, and it looked like the team, they're already a cheat code. It's unfair that they were able to add. <laughs> they were, it's unfair that they were, una, they were able to add Candace Parker. But when you're talking to the players on this team, is their mindset already, you said that the target's on their back, but is it already before the season even starts, repeat, 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 that's the mentality? I mean, Asia Wilson told me she's greedy. You know, I think she she wants to win another MVP. She wants to win, uh, you know, all the awards she can. She already has a gold medal under her belt. Um, You know, several, several members on the team already have a gold medal under their belt. So, um, you know, whatever, um, you know, accolade they want to win and, you know, they only want to get better under Becky Hammond. I remember last year with Becky Hammond, I mean, we only saw each player improve drastically. Jackie Young, Asia Wilson, um, you know, for Asia Wilson to take defense player of the year, you know, that's huge for her. So um, if the Aces can grow so much under Becky Hammond under year one, there's no doubt they're going to grow even more uh, in year two with Becky Hammond. So um, I think every player is, is greedy, unsatisfied. Um, Kelsey Plum posted 22 points in the preseason game. She looked like she came out um, ready to go in, in the preseason game. And, yeah, I mean, they were up. 20 points over the Liberty at halftime and um, the Liberty, they're staffed too. You know, they're going to be one of the best teams in the, in the WNBA this season. So for them to be up by 20 points at halftime, I was like, man, like (laughs) it's over, you know? So, um, but you know, one game at a time, I feel like, um, like we just mentioned, you know, they have a target on their back, um, you know, if they can stay healthy and and they can stay um, dominant, I just remember last year at the beginning of the season, you know, they went on like a 10-game win streak, and I was like, hey, now, hey, the Aces are going on a 10-game win streak, and they got Becky Hammond, and Asia Wilson is posting 30 points a game. I was like, hey, now, I mean, something's happening here. So um, now now I think it's going to be, you know, can they control the noise, stay focused, um, go win these first two games without Becky Hammond, because um, now they got the facility. Now they have these these WNBA uh, penalties that they're going to face. You know, there's a lot of outside noise kind of around them now. So if they can lock in and 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 stay focused and use that as motivation to to go play harder, I you know I. I I mean, easily. On paper, on paper, they should win another title this year. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Watching that game on Saturday, like you mentioned, being up by 20 at halftime, and then you, everybody always says the Liberty, hey, they're second best in the league. And mm-hmm. if I was saying if they're number two, <laughs> it's going to be an easy yep. season for the Aces. Nothing but, easy, brother. <laughs> but with the addition of Candace Parker, I know that everyone's got to buy in and be locked in and make those sacrifices. But what do you think is the biggest addition that this veteran brings on the court? I think they only help Asia Wilson get better. You know, I think they only help Kelsey Plum and Jackie Young. Um, you know, these veteran players like Candace Parker, like Alicia Clark, you know, they can come in. They, they've won two WNBA championships. So um, they bring that veteran experience, that leadership on the court. And, you know, Asia Wilson has told me Candace has, you know, taken her under her wing this training camp. And, I mean, man, if I'm a basketball player and Candace Parker wants to take me under her wing, great like (laughs) that's amazing you know so you know it's funny because asia always tells me you know my whole life i've been um defending candace guarding candace having to go up against candace and now you know she's teaching me she's helping me you know we're connected and, and we're learning from each other 
Um, so, so that's, that's the biggest asset. I think you add these veteran pieces who have won multiple WNBA championships. They come in, um, and they bring their experience and, you know, they can only help, uh, uh, Jackie Young, Kelsey Plum, Asia Wilson, they can only help them get better. You know, and it seems like from what I saw on Monday, it looked like Candace Parker fit right in. Like she just walked around there and it looked like she had been there for years. Like it's not this is her first year with the Aces. It just seems like uh, maybe they just they look up to her because they know what she brings to the table. But Paloma, I'll tell you, it looked like she just fit in like a glove. Like there was no there was no like learning process or whatever with the ladies and, and Candace Parker. Yeah, the chemistry is really strong within the Aces. Um you know, you can see on social media, you know, they really like each other. They have a really good time on the court, off the court, in the in the facility. It seems like they all get, get along. Um, they're all, and let me tell you, they are all so nice. You know, they're signing autographs. They're taking pictures um, at their season ticket holders event. You know, they were they were signing everyone's autographs, taking everyone's picture. Um, you know, they're they're just really, really humble, really great people. Um, and and that, listen, I'm with them day to day, and this is what I see in the facility is just, um, and and you can probably see it on everything I post that mm-hmm. you know this is just a fun group, it's a it's a fun team, fun group of girls, um, and they're all you know ready to work hard and and ready to go win another title for Vegas. So we know that. Coach Becky Hammond suspended for two games. She was fined $50,000. The Aces lost their first-round pick in 2025. What exactly is the breakdown of what the WNBA found? Because I found I feel like if the charges that De'Erica Hamby was putting against mm-hmm. the, or accusing the team of, if they came out to be true, I feel like the punishments would be way greater than they are that we're actually seeing. Yeah, and I think the verdict and everything that came out yesterday, I know Kelsey Plum said today, um, you know, the verdict that came out, you know, pissed off everyone, basically, mm, you know, around okay. the whole WNBA, everyone was, you know, upset with the outcome. Um, just because, you know, and, and listen, you know, the WNBA, they are growing and they don't have it all figured out. There's only 12 teams. There's a million talented basketball players across the country. Uh, so, you know, the WNBA is still growing, still, mm-hmm. still trying to become a better uh, league, you know, every year. So, um, you know, everything that came out yesterday, um, you know, with the impermissible benefits and, um, you know, what they found in the Dierka Hamby investigation. And of course, Dierka is going to say what she had to say and right. Becky Hammond's going to say what she has to say and the players are going to say what they have to say. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's how the WNBA handles it. Um, and, you know, everyone has their own opinion of, of what went down yesterday. So um, it, it only shows the WNBA is it's still growing. Yeah. You know, it's still growing, still trying to figure it out, I think, is, is what Kelsey Plum was saying that, you know, the fact that everyone was upset about this yesterday, it's just a sign that, you know, people really care about these players. People really care about Derek Hamby. They really care about these players. Um, and, and, you know, everyone wants to be treated, you know, fairly and, you know, these players deserve, you know, better in, in the WNBA. So, um, yeah, it was, it was a lot to break down yesterday, man. It was coming down every hour. I was like, all right, now this, now this, now this, now this, um, what's going to happen next? You know, what's Dierica's thoughts? Um, you know, what, who's going to coach, uh, you know, all, all of that. So it was kind of all coming down yesterday, but, um, you know, the, the team is still really tight. The Aces are really tight. You know, if only this is only going to push them to go harder this season. 
Um, you know, it's only going to, in my opinion, you know, Becky Hammond, she's a straight shooter. I mean, she's yeah. a straight shooter. There's, there's not a lot of people in my career that I'm kind of like, you know, starstruck or like, oh, you know, Tom Brady. Becky Hammond, you know, anytime I have a microphone up to her, I'm like, man, <laughs> I get a little nervous because she's, you know, she's, she's the goat. She's got that pop, that pop, uh, you know, uh, vibe to her. So, um, you know, and, and the one thing that, that I want to let everyone know is that, you know, there's so many moms on the team and there's mm-hmm. so many children around the facility and, you know, there's, you know, it's a very family culture. Um, so I, you know, you're allowed to have your own opinion and, you know, you're allowed to digest the news, how you want to digest the news. Um, but from what I see day to day in the facility, you know, it's a really tight knit group. They all hang out off the court. Their families are all really close. Um, so, you know, and, and, and heck, I mean, I wish Dierica the best. She's, she's out there practicing and getting ready to play for the Sparks. And she, she said to reporters yesterday, she went back to practice four weeks after having her son. Wow. So uh, my best goes out to Dierica, and the Aces are about to face her next Thursday. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. Speaking of moms, Paloma, yeah. how did your mom enjoy her first Aces game? Mama Villacana, she had a good time. She had a good time. You know, I'm, I'm blessed. I'm super blessed. You know, I'm, I'm so thankful that um, I get to take my mom to games and, you know, bring her around. And, you know, it's, it's really awesome. I, she's really sick. She was really sick over Christmas. So um, to have her go to an Aces game and, you know, to be with her, it's a blessing. Cannot wait for that season opener. When is the home opener again? May 27th. 6 p.m. versus the Sparks. Boom. That's going to be, uh, that's gonna be a really good one. Yeah, it's going to be a really good one. Can't wait till the season. Can't wait till uh, you know, Coach yeah. Hammond, I mean, she got the two-game suspension, so that'll be the game that she's back for, right? So that ought to, yep. be, that yep. ought to be interesting. Another storyline to look at. Finally, uh, Paloma, yep. before we let you go, Josh Jacobs has his uh, camp this weekend, right? Yeah, this Saturday from 5 to 8 p.m. at Sierra Vista High School. Um, you can find it on my social media. You can find it on his social media. You can come sign up. Um, it's it's an awesome it's an awesome camp. He has tons of NFL players out there that he played with from Alabama. Uh, his friends around the league. Um, they come out and they they put on a three hour camp for for local kids. And uh, you know you learn from Josh Jacobs. You learn from NFL players. And uh, they play a flag football game at the end of the at the end of the camp. And it's really 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 fun. I mean that's kind of the best part of my job is to see Josh and his friends. Uh, you know, having a blast with, with local kids. So can't wait for that this Saturday. No doubt, no doubt. Well, great stuff, Paloma. We definitely appreciate you. Uh, what are you working on? I know you got Aces covered every day, but what are you working on that we should be on the lookout for? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm talking to uh, the newest commit to UNLV, Ooh. DJ Thomas, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, a local guy from Liberty High School, four-star recruit. Um, he's a junior right now at Liberty. Um, but hey, Kevin Kruger, you know, his goal is to recruit locally and to keep keep uh vegas kids here at home and um i was talking to his mom today and she was telling me that the landscape of las vegas with with it becoming such a sports town now with the raiders and the aces and the golden knights and the a's um you know that that local kids they want to stay here in vegas because there's so much opportunity for them uh at unlv in this market in this city you know being able to to network and, and connect with people um, you know, y- you want to play sports here versus, you know, somewhere in the middle of nowhere 
uh, in the Mountain West or, you know, somewhere in the middle of nowhere in the Midwest, you know, Vegas, Vegas is hot right now. So I could see why, why Vegas kids want to stay here, be in this city, get to connect, get to network, get to sign NIL deals, um, you know, get to be at practice with, with professional players that are always here in the city. Um, so that's, that's a draw to keep Vegas kids here in Vegas. No, it really is. And DJ Thomas is a heck of a player, and it sounds like he's going to try to you know, uh, reclassify and maybe be able to play for UNLV in the fall. But how big was that for Coach Kruger just on the recruiting trail to land a kid like that, regardless if he's staying home or not? That's a four-star recruit that can, that can impact your team immediately. Yeah, and talking with him and him being on my show, you know, that's his, that's his goal. His goal is to, to keep UNLV, to keep Vegas kids here in, in Vegas and to have local faces. Um, I mean, look at Essence Booker and look at um, Des, uh, Desiree Young. You know, those are local, those are local Vegas kids. And just, just the, the attraction they bring, the, the, the people, the family they bring to their games, um, just the attraction it brings to the running rebels and, and to have, you know, your friends, your family, your parents at games, you know, that's huge. And, and, you know, for Kevin Kruger to recruit locally, cause man, Vegas has, Vegas has huge basketball talent here for, for boys and girls basketball. Uh, so for Lindy LaRock and Kevin Kruger to keep basketball stars here at UNLV, you know, that can only help them continue their success. And I know the running rebels haven't made the tournament in like 10 years. So, um, I think the local talent here in Vegas can definitely help him uh, and help the running Rebels get there. You no, know, I agree. I agree 100%. I thought that was huge to be able to land DJ Thomas, and yep. uh, the commitment came down on Mother's Day. Well, Paloma, fantastic stuff yep. as always. We definitely appreciate you. Sorry I had to start off with some possum talk, but that's the, <laughs> that's the way the show's gone today. That's just how it's gone today. So we appreciate yeah. you. All good, Q. See you guys. See ya. There she goes. Paloma Villacana, Fox 5 Sports, does a fantastic job at Paloma Fox 5 News on Twitter if you're checking her out. And uh, there you go. Paloma said she just had lunch. She wasn't trying to hear any of the possum stuff. But she also knew about how their fingers looked. Right. Why is everyone so educated <laughs> on possums? We must have missed that, that class, man. Apparently. Apparently I was a no-show for that one. Uh, we're going to be talking about possums on Thursday. Uh, that's all right. I'll see you on Friday. Right? <laughs> I mean, that's that's all I can think of. 421 is the time. We appreciate Paloma. We appreciate you. Radio Nation Radio 920. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. I'll tell you. We've had a very interesting show today. I try to find the exact words to say. We've had a very interesting show. Not bad. <laughs> Actually pretty funny. But I like to classify that as interesting. We heard from Vic Tafer from The Athletic, Justin Mello from The Draft Network, Arif Hassan, Pro Football Network. Just heard from Paloma Villacana. But it's everything else that we've heard that has been the most interesting part. It's like that commercial, the most interesting man in the world or whatever, or... Who was that? The was that the Dosakis guy? Yep, yep. Back in the day, yeah. The what was he? The most interesting man? Yeah, the most yeah. interesting man in the world. I don't even see those commercials anymore. Do you see those commercials? I mean, that guy was getting up there. Well, they changed them. They changed them to someone else. Oh. Remember that guy? Yeah, it wasn't maybe the, the new guy wasn't hitting the same. Uh, he, he definitely wasn't. I could have been the most interesting dude in the world. I could have played that role. No doubt about it. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yeah, whatever. Q, go on and live that. Go on and live that life. Robin Oakland hit us up on the wbroke.com text line. And we appreciate all feedback. 69187, keyword r Mammals can be divided into three groups based on the development of their young. Boy, this is a long text. <laughs> I'm taking this thing slow. Placentals, the largest group, including humans and dogs, they need the fetus through 
They feed the fetus through a placenta in the uterus. Okay. Did you know that? Were you aware of that, Damon? I didn't know what the name of it was called, but yeah, that's pretty standard. I, I mean, there's, right there. there's I mean, well, I mean, there's just names for everything that I don't realize that there's names for everything. I, didn't, I wouldn't consider, oh, we're our placental mammals. No, I would have never said that. All right. Marsupials, something that we've talked about quite a bit today, named like that because they have a marsupium, a.k.a. a pouch. Babies spend a short time in the uterus and further develop in the pouch. Oh, man. Here we go. Monotremus. Is that right? Sounds about right. We're going to roll with that All one. All right, cool. Number three. Egg-laying mammals. There are only two left on Earth, platypus and spiny anteater. Australia used to have a marsupial that looked like a dog called the Tasmanian tiger because it had short stripes on its flank area. It was hunted to extinction. Hashtag random-ish. Rob in Oakland. Facts, man. I'm just saying. I didn't know about- I don't know where everyone comes up with this information from. Like, Where are these random facts coming from? He just knows them. I mean, the Tasmanian tiger. Who didn't know about that one? Is that that's not the same thing as the Tasmanian devil, is it? No, it's not. Okay, I didn't know about a Tasmanian tiger. I know about the Tasmanian devil because the cartoon. <laughs> I mean, look, it looks apparently it looks like a tiger. Oh, so you're and googling? That's the only no, reason you know. I've no, never no, seen I'm, what I'm a Tasmanian the tiger looks like. No, I've heard of it, but I didn't know it was a marsupial. When did you hear about a Tasmanian tiger? Because it's extinct and it looks like a dog. When did you know? How did you a, know? When did you hear? Sometimes you just know things and you see things. No, you know. So you just randomly know things. Yeah. It's like Sylvia randomly knowing what a, no, a, if you a boat was. If you would have showed well, me a picture. She knows what a boat is. I mean, a, yeah, a the, the one boat. that saved the yeah. Titanic. Yeah. I thought the Titanic sank. Yeah, but I mean, somebody had to come pick them people up that lived. How did they? Never mind. What are you talking about? So, I haven't watched the movie. Okay, but I yeah. know how it ends. So it wrecks and, you know, but there were some people where they were just like, hey, get in these little boats and like, you know. So somebody in a bigger boat had to come and be like, hey, y'all the ones from the Titanic? Come on, get on. <laughs> I'm sure that's what they said. Yeah. I'm sure that's how they invited them on. <laughs> hey, y'all from the Titanic? No. Okay, never mind. I'm here for the Titanic, people. <laughs> you <What>? just had- <laughs> oh, y'all can wait here a little while. Yeah. What, what are they, discriminating on the boat? Hey, uh. If you, you would have some explaining to do if you were just in the ocean in a boat that you weren't from the Titanic. Would you? It's the middle of the ocean, Q. You don't just find yourself out there. I mean, if you're on another <laughs> boat, maybe you do. Maybe you're curious. I don't know. I mean, you act like this is some deep diving stuff. Look, I, I stay in my lane, clearly, and my lane is obviously not as large as some people's lanes. Robin Oakland clearly has a large lane. Cam in Australia, obviously he's got some firsthand experience, but he's got a large lane. Raider 27 has a large lane. Sylvia has a random lane mm-hmm. that probably goes to nothing. And Kevin, Kevin's got, he's all the way through. Yeah, yeah, off. Kevin's everywhere. <laughs> We've got, got about 25 minutes left in the show. If you're going to call or text in, you can talk about the Raiders, but I want your most random atom, animal fact. That's the challenge you for the rest what? of the show. I don't, even want it. I don't even care if it's an animal <laughs> fact. Just random fact. I'll take a random fact. Speaking of, Vegas Jess hit me with 10 facts about opossums. Now we're talking. Ten facts about opossums. This is interesting. Oh, wait. This is what it's called. Ten interesting opossum facts. One, opossums have been around a long time, over 70 million years ago, because I'm sure somebody who wrote this knew that. Two, opossums have naturally high levels of immunity. Do they? Opossums are more resistant to contracting diseases like rabies than any other animal. Don't they carry those diseases? See, I think you're thinking about, was it, I think it was rats that was the plague, or maybe the rats got a bad rap. Uh, there's I, no I, bad rap for a rat. Rats aren't good. They're not. They're bad. 
That's why they call it rat. That's why if you're not a good person, they're like, that's a rat. That's not a compliment. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's, a, you know what I mean? Like, that's not a compliment. If you, if I say, hey, what do you think of DeMond? I think he's a rat. I'm not complimenting you. I'm, <laughs> that's actually bad. It's unbelievable. Four, opossums are marsupials, not rodents. Thank you for correcting me on that one. Five, opossums are America's only native marsupial. Apparently, that's what Cam told us. Six, opossums provide pest control. Aren't they the pest? They're a marsupial, Q. They're, I know, but don't they tear up your lawn? I ain't had this much problem with possums, but maybe if they're, Is you that, know. Uh, no, I, I can't remember what it was in Texas that I had that made holes in my lawn and made me mad. It might have been a possum. Maybe that was a groundhog. No, we didn't have it. Well, we probably did. You know, in Texas, they got everything. Opossums, this is seven. Opossums have opposable digits. What does that even mean? Uh, like us, fingers. That's, that goes to Paloma's fact about oh, yeah, okay. fingers. Opossums can hang by their tails. Nine, there's a reason why they call it plain possum. When threatened, opossums pretend that they are dead by rolling over, closing their eyes, becoming stiff, and forming a foul smell fluid from their glands. If all that happens to me, guess what, Damon? I am dead. <laughs> I ain't playing dead. If all that happens to me right now, I'm not playing nothing. I'm done. Opossums have over four dozen teeth. That's a lot of teeth. <laughs> All right. I mean, was that the last and one? Then, and then, okay, one, and more. then one more. Effective opossum removal in Orlando. So apparently this is from Florida, man. 702 There we go. Those are right there. Who we got? Kalani in Vegas. Kalani, welcome to the show. Oh, guys, two did. Uh, Sorry to interrupt the possum talk, but on the other question that you had asked earlier about the NFL lottery, yeah, this is what I strongly believe all sports should do. They shouldn't do a lottery or you know the NFL, whoever finished last. What they should do is whichever team just missed the postseason, they should get the number one overall pick. So a few years ago, before the NBA started doing the play-in game, there were 16 teams, eight from each conference. Whoever finished in the league, number 17, they get the number one pick, 18 seconds, so on and so forth. Then you eliminate tanking because if you want a high draft pick, you better put a good competitive roster out there. Mm. So now the regular season for baseball and basketball, there's no tanking. There's no trust the process from Philadelphia. And that team that just missed it, well, they're kind of showing, hey, we had a good season. We're starting to get some buzz behind us. Now we're going to get one of the top players from this year try to uh, push for uh, going to the next season. That year in the bubble where the Phoenix Suns went ain't no and just missed it, imagine if they get the number one overall pick and they had Anthony Edwards or I forget which draft it was, but adding that player to that team, the excitement behind it, now you're taking a player who you guys are in the media all talk about going into the draft. They're going to a team we're going to be paying attention to as opposed to, well, damn, I don't know where he's at because he's <laughs> in Charlotte or Detroit or Orlando. Right. I think that would be a good way to help save the regular season. I love the thought put into it. I really do. That's fantastic stuff right there. I mean, just from the deep detail, that's good stuff because I, I don't know what the right answer would be, right? I mean, you can look at the, the draft lottery like we were talking with Justin Mello earlier and throw the question out there, and you could do it that way. But, you know, one, like in the NBA, how excited San Antonio were. I mean, those bars were packed. I don't know if you know, but, I mean, there's radio stations in San Antonio that I'm friends with the people that they were doing their show live from there because they knew what kind of event it could potentially be if they got that number one overall pick, which they obviously did. And they lost their minds in those bars. But the one thing I'm, I'm wondering, Damon, is how, how excited. I mean, because 
In the NFL, it's different, right? You need a whole team. So you can get excited about landing that number one spot, and you know, oh, I'm going to get the best quarterback. Like, say the Raiders were in the lottery this year, and instead of picking seventh, they ended up with number one, and they got their quarterback. That's exciting, but how does that translate as far as, oh, man, this team is back now, right? I mean, it's a little bit different, even though you still need your quarterback. Yeah, I think it just depends on how coveted that guy at the top is Mm -hmm. or when it comes to the opportunity to trade out. Where if there was a lottery, let's say if you are that fringe team, we all if we didn't lose those two overtime games, we could have been in the playoffs. If you get that number one pick, you could be thinking about, hey, we can load up and now get those two players that make us a couple of players away to help load up our team. If you uh, you know that it's always that team, they had like a a three percent chance. Yeah, how did they get the one or the two pick when they were one of the better teams that are in the lottery? But to Kalani's point, it goes from rewarding teams for being bad to now you're rewarding the teams that were. Just as I like to say, yeah, that were average, that were mediocre. Now the mediocre teams get the number one pick. I don't think that that's fair either. I mean, I don't know if there's anything such thing as going to be fair, right? I mean, because again, going back to the well, I've always been super simple. Where it's like, hey, they had the best, the worst record, so they'll get the number one overall pick. That's the that's the most logical sense to me because if it's the team that's if it's all the teams that are in the middle, they get rewarded the most. That doesn't make any sense. So you get rewarded because you weren't able to – Well, I think to to his point, then it stops teams from being satisfied with being bad, right? You can't just say, well, it's all right. We'll be bad this year because next year, boy, look at the draft. We could be the top pick and, wow, we can – you know what I mean? Like it'll it'll stop teams. It'll force teams to have to try to at least field a team that's that's a quality team as opposed to – and I don't put this on players. I don't think players ever Mm -hmm. go out there and don't give 100%. But front offices can manipulate what the roster looks like. Well, you in know. that case, th- this would be a bigger even discussion about the league. You'd have to eliminate a salary cap for something like that to be effective to me because the teams that, let's say, are bad, they're not bad because they want to be bad. We could talk about tanking and stuff, but obviously their roster isn't well-equipped, and the purpose of the draft is to you have you know well, a, like a higher Colts, shot right? at the, the apple. The Colts were comfortable with keeping Peyton Manning on the on the shelf because they knew that he's coming back off injury, and oh, by the way, is this guy named Andrew Luck. Yeah. So we're going to, where they say, suck for luck. We're going to do that. And, you know, we've heard Tank for Tua. We've heard all this other stuff. And, again, it's not necessarily the players that are doing that. I don't believe that. But the front offices can, you know, make decisions that are not good for the team. And then, I mean, just like we heard in Miami, right, apparently they wanted Brian Flores, right? That's the whole rumor that we heard. We obviously can't verify that. But they wanted Brian Flores to not succeed and lose games to the point where, hey, we'll pay this guy more money. If he loses games because we want to get that, you know, that top spot or we want to get that, you know, the, the, the number one overall pick, whatever the case may be. It's, it's really a fine line. But I, th- I like what Kalani was thinking just because, again, he's trying to think outside the box on how he's trying how how you can make teams more competitive and not look at a team and say, oh, they're comfortable with losing. Right. Like Houston was mad that they won. Mm-hmm. They were mad at Lovey Smith for winning the game. Like, no one should ever be mad that you won a game. But they are because it messes up their draft pick. And look, we've heard Raider Nation be mad about winning games. Oh, you could have got Nick Bosa if you hadn't won this game. And I don't sign up for that. I want wins. But I also understand the conversation, the argument, right? I understand that, well, if they hadn't missed out on that guy, they wouldn't, or if they hadn't won that game, they would end up winning that, you know, getting that, that player that they so covet. So it's like both sides of the coin you can, you can, you can argue for. Yeah, both sides have a point, but it's no one wants to be on the side of a loser. Right. Even though the loser may have I'm a point in this situation. In what, I'm just interested in what a draft lottery for the NFL would look like. I really am. Like, I don't think it would ever happen. But one, to Justin's point, when he was talking to us earlier in the show around 3 o'clock, the NFL would eat that up. If the schedule release is such a big deal, could you imagine how big, 
ooh, the NFL draft lottery is on tonight at 5 o'clock. Could you imagine? Could you imagine the energy around this building, right? Just w- the building that we're in right now, what our anticipation level would be for the draft lottery. Oh, man, the Raiders got, you know, they had the seventh worst record, so they've got a you know, 5% chance of getting the first pick or whatever the number mm-hmm. would be. Well, you say there's a chance, right? I mean, can yeah. you imagine the calls and the shows that we would do leading up to that with anticipation of, well, if the Raiders can get that number one overall pick, right? And then on top of that, if you win the lottery and you pull a Cleveland Cavaliers and you go get Anthony Bennett out of UNLV, that's his name, right? Yeah, Anthony that Bennett. was his name. <laughs> if you go and get a bum at number one when you just won the lottery, it's all bad. Hey, man. But he that, was a bum, dog. I don't care if you're UNLV or not. No, no, you got to no, no, admit, no. he was a bum. But for the Cleveland Cavaliers' sake, Anthony Bennett got them a championship because they got him and Andrew Wiggins, <laughs> flipped that for Kevin Love. LeBron came back. So he was good for something. Yeah, I mean, for not the team. They, not what they drafted him for. <laughs> but, hey, <laughs> Kane came back. That's a good way to flip it. That's a good way to flip it. Yeah, oh, LeBron's gone? All right, don't worry. We're going to give you draft lottery picks multiple times. We're going to get you the number one spot multiple times because LeBron's gone. Can you imagine? Another side story to this. <laughs> when Justin Mello, when I asked him, well, how do you stop from any kind of funny business? Because I wear the tin cap, right? I think that. You know, San Antonio getting it again. Come on. Didn't I say that before the show yesterday? You sure did. I said, hey, I think San Antonio is going to get it. And I wasn't the only swing and D that thought San Antonio was going to get it. A lot of people thought, oh, yeah, keep popping around a little bit longer. Boom, they get it. They got it before with Tim Duncan. They got it before with David Robinson. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, come on. They've gotten it multiple times. The Knicks can't buy the lottery, right? They got it one time with Patrick Ewing. Frozen envelope. Exactly, right? Cleveland, they, they, own, they own that number one pick. Oh, no, LeBron? No worries. We got you. Now they have, you know, a decent team, so they can't do that. But, I mean, come on, right? It, it just, to me, it feels like this funny business. But could you imagine if the NFL did that and, like Justin said, have reporters, you know, watching it? Could you imagine Vinny if he was up there watching it? <laughs> <laughs> and then try to explain what he saw the next day. Be like, no, 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 everything was good. Oh, <laughs> company man. That's why they invited him because they knew he would spin the story. They knew he was good. <laughs> he would spin the story hey, the way they what? wanted him I to. I wouldn't even want to put that on any reporter because Sorry, that's, that, no, that's exactly what everybody would say. They'd be like, oh, those reporters, they, they, they turned a blind eye or what? You know what I mean? Like, and then it would be, that's why they didn't invite my favorite podcast host <laughs> right. because they know he would be keeping it real. That's right. That's right. Someone so would sure hold it down. The other guys, they're. they're <laughs> They're paid by the league or what? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I could totally hear it. Now, there would always be somebody that, that would be screaming conspiracy. There's no doubt about it. And like I said, in the NBA, I'm that guy. I have no problem with that. 442 is the time. Great call, Kalani. We definitely appreciate you. We got about, I don't know, 10 to 12 minutes left in the show. You can feel free to call in and chime in on anything. Clearly today, anything goes. 702-365-9200. We do got some text to get to. We'll do it on the other side. It's Radio Nation Radio 920. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Little JT Money to close out the show. We need some JT Money in our life today. It's Unnecessary Roughness here on Radio Nation Radio 920. Demond Cotton and your boy Q. We've had a few cast and characters on the show today. Sylvia from Comp 92.3. Kevin from The Building. <laughs> I don't even know how to classify Kevin. Kevin from The Building made an appearance on the show as well. Vic Tafer, Justin Mello from the Draft Network. Arif Hassan from Pro Football Network. Paloma Villacana. Fox 5 Sports. Still got a lot in today's show in a, in a condensed amount of time, which is unbelievable. Didn't get the show on until, man, we pushed. We thought it was going to be 2.15. Then we thought it was going to be 2.30. Then we had Vic scheduled for 2.45, and we literally got on at 2.43. It's like, man, what is going on? But we got it. We made it happen. We're where we are right now. And we've got a lot of 
random mm-hmm. animal conversation in as well. How do you squeeze all that into a matter of a show? I don't know. I really don't. Man, maybe that 22 to 10 baseball game, it was meant to be. I, I, I guess. <laughs> I guess. I, I mean, look, sometimes you just got to let the, let the show go where the show goes. <laughs> just when Wendy hit us up on the don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187 keyword R&R, we do encourage you to hit us up at any time. Possum is not the nickname of a new defensive lineman, though some look like they have a pouch. As a regular listener and a teacher, I must comment that opossums do not eat a huge amount of ticks. The myth has been debunked recently. I can't attach an article, but I'll post it on Twitter for verification. Love you guys. That's just when Wendy. There you go. More facts. So apparently the myth about them eating all those ticks has been debunked. That's how deep down the rabbit hole we are. Right. People are debunking other people's facts about possums. Somebody's tuning in right now thinking, what in the hell did I just tune into? You know, when, uh, I always say when like you, you got to listen to radio and, and you got to assume that someone's just tuning in and they mm-hmm. haven't been with you the whole conversation, so you always got to kind of reset and let everybody know what you're talking about. Someone has just sat in their car and turned on the radio and was like, what in the hell? They're talking about eating ticks and some of the defensive linemen having a pouch and opossums? What's going on? I still ask the same question. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how we got here. All I know is that I have 10 facts about possums, thanks to Vegas Jess. And we've got a couple of clarifications on possums, thanks to Cam in Australia. Raider 27 hit us up. Just when Wendy hit us up. Also got a text from the 351. It's a gopher cue. That's the thing that tears up your lawn. I can't remember if it was a gopher or not. I, I'll tell you this, man. I used to really take great care of our lawn in, in, uh, in Texas because, well, first of all, we had lawn. Here we don't. It's great. I love it. But... I would always take great care of it. And so I remember every Saturday I'd go out and I'd mow the lawn and, and just sharpen it up and everything. I came out one morning, one Sunday morning, and there was holes all over the lawn. And I lost my mind. I'm up here yelling to the wife, 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 why is there holes in the lawn? Like she knows, right? It's not like she went out running or something the night before and was like, hey, let me tear this lawn up. You know what I mean? It's not like, not like we had kids playing on the lawn or anything. So she didn't know it. All I could do was just yell, why is there holes on the lawn? And then somebody told me on my radio show there when I was in Central Texas uh, what animal it was. But I don't remember them saying gopher. I thought it was something else. Was this a constant problem or just the one time? No, it happened like three times. And then finally they said they said that there was a problem with these certain animals. It might have been a gopher, but I don't remember. How would you uh, fix the situation? Did it go I away didn't on fix all? it at all. There's okay. nothing I could do about it. It was just one of those situations that, and I, we had a little cable box that was in our lawn that I, have to, I used to have to edge up right around it real, real sharp. And uh, you can check out the check it out on, on Google Maps, 6708 Serena Lane. <laughs> oh, he don't live no more. Okay. I was <laughs> no, I don't, that's what I was okay, saying. Hey, I don't mind. On. I don't live there no more. Okay. The lawn looked great. But, yeah, we had a little cable box. It's like the little animal, whatever it was, went and started tearing like putting their teeth in there and, and yanking the, the grass up. And so I didn't know what it was. And it was, it was weird, man. It was really weird. But it, it, it drove me crazy. But we had a guy down the street from us, uh, Jay Hicks. He told me who it was. Or what it was. And he said we had those problems in the neighborhood, but I don't remember what it was. So there you go. That's my story. Join us tomorrow on the show. Jay Hicks. <laughs> <laughs> Jim from Yonkers hit us up. Q&D. I think you'll get that extra hour you wanted now. Tomorrow, the life expectancy of a penguin. Thank you. Hysterical. Uh, and then also, does Bigfoot really exist? LOL. That's Jim and Yonkers. Um, you know what I say about Bigfoot. Bigfoot exists in the NFL. There's always somebody that is that is that guy. For the Raiders, it was Obi Melon Fonwu. He was Bigfoot. 
right? Uh, I'll tell you that Brashad Perryman, who was the wide receiver that the Ravens selected in the first round. Oh, that's, yeah. that's probably like the only first-round pick that the Ravens have made that was bad. When I when they picked Brashad Perryman, I, I think that was his name, Brashad or whatever, Perryman, he was not good. Like he, he was a terrible pick, and I couldn't believe that the Ravens organization actually made that pick. He was Bigfoot for them. And then for the Raiders, like I said, Obi Mellon Fonwood was was definitely Bigfoot. I'm trying to think. There's there's been other players around the league that you hear about how great they are, and then they just they're absolute no shows. Those those are Bigfoots. How about this? How about uh, Rojo Diablo? Random fact: Squids are more dangerous than octopuses. Did you know that? No, I believe it though. I mean, why? I would because they said it. Yeah. And even if someone was just like, no, actually, octopuses are way more dangerous than squids. I mean, it sounds like everybody's got a good point here. Oh, the wife hit us up. <laughs> armadillo. It was a damn armadillo. That's the damn thing that messed up the grass. An armadillo. Damn that thing. Man. I was so mad at that thing. Thank you, wife. <laughs> she did. She said it was an armadillo that tore up the yard. An See? armadillo. So yeah. now we got to find out what is an armadillo. What? What? what those. Kinda... Those are those things that kind of look like a, a a possum, but it has like a hard shell. But I feel like they're all related to rats, even though we found out today that apparently rats aren't related to possums, and we found out that somehow a possum is a marsupial, and it's the only one that we have in Northern America. <laughs> and I say that because I learned so much today. So many random facts, but I like this one though. Squids are more dangerous than octopuses. Have you ever come across an octopus? You're an adventurous guy. Have you ever come across an octopus? No, I have not. What about a squid? No, I'm not. I'm not trying to spend that much time in the ocean. I do have a fascination with sea turtles, though. Ooh, yes. don't go there with me with turtles. I'm oh, a turtle my, guy. My bad. I am a turtle guy. Yeah, yeah. I'm still. I'm still looking for a little homie. Shout out to little homie wherever yeah. you are. Yeah. Hey man, look. Don't say that with a smile on your face. Like you're laughing, <laughs> dude. <laughs> like, why are you laughing at little homie? You know that's personal, man. It's like kicking me while I'm down. I'm, you know, what I'm doing. I'm doing bad. I've been mourning little homie since he left home. He ran away. Anyone who hasn't heard the story of little homie, he ran away. One of the days I was mowing the lawn, I mowed the lawn real nice. I went out and cleaned his tank because I took care of the tank. I took care of little homie. He was like a son to me. I raised him from a child to when he was grown. And apparently, like most kids, he got grown enough to think he was cool to leave the house. And he bounced. I looked underneath the barbecue pit where he was always at, hanging out, staying out of the sun, and he was gone. Gone. All we had left was a tank full of water. The wife had filled up the water and everything. I said, wife, tank is clean. She's like, oh, you want me to fill it up with water? Sure. Took it inside. She filled it up with water. Okay. Tank's full of water. We're good to go. I said, all right, let me go get little homie. Gone. Haven't seen him since. I left shrimp outside, dry shrimp. I left a trail. Like, what's the little girl that ran around the forest and put bread on the ground? I was like that. I threw the shrimp on the ground and was hoping that little homie was going to come chase his This ch- is the first time I've heard this detail of the story. Well, I, look, man. It, today has been the day. If, if any day I'm going to tell this story, it might as well be today. We talked about possums, squids, octopuses, armadillos, gophers. I mean, what have we not talked about? Fleas and ticks, dogs and cats. The only thing we haven't talked about is a dog. Actually, that's the funniest thing. The one thing we haven't talked about is a dog. Any fun facts about a dog? Gonna have to save that one for tomorrow's show. (laughs) Jason in Vegas said, LOL, National Geographic over here. Yeah, man. It's just, oh, the wife gave me 
One more update. The armadillo was looking for grubs. I didn't even know what a grub was. Grub, like G-R-U-B? Like I'm getting some grub? Yes. Okay. Grubs. That's what she said. You questioned what the wife said? I would never. <laughs> smart. That's smart. You're learning. You just turned 27. You, you got you gotta, you gotta hope yet. There you go. Well, that's been the show for today. Unbelievable. Wake up with the morning tailgate. I guarantee you they don't take you on a national tour of every kind of rodent, animal, marsupial, Guadalupe Expressway, whatever you want to call it. I don't know when. I don't even know what these animals are called, but we talked about it today. 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. Morning tailgate. Clay, Lindsay, and Vinny Bonsignor here on Radio Nation Radio 920. Have a great night.